I think I was telling someone, it might have been at the dentist this morning, whatever your beliefs or your, your culture or how you celebrate the holiday season, right? But why did why do we wait till this time of year to be joyful, to celebrate, tell someone how much they mean to us? So in in my mind, right, so every day should be Christmas or, or every every week we should be, you know, employing those same tintons of life of taking care of each other and, and just, just the happiness and the joyfulness. So but just and I get philosophical is but why should we wait till that quote unquote holiday season to rejoice and, and be uh be glad to be around each other's company. I thought I was gonna get an amen or hell yeah or fist bump. Hallelujah, sir. That's right, that's right, that's right. The views and opinions of authors expressed herein do not necessarily state or reflect those of the United States government and shall not be used for advertising or product endorsement purposes. Great, then we'll we'll go ahead and get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new season of the SEEP41A podcast. My co-hosts are... I'm Manoj Rima, and I'm a good MSC and did all my Christmas shopping months ahead of time. I'm Christopher Foote, and I waited to the very last minute to do all my Christmas shopping. And I'm Greg Taylor, and I'm somewhere in between. I shopped for my spouse months ago, but the kids are going to wait until Christmas Eve. And we're excited to have with us today the 22nd Medical Service Corps Corps Chief, Brigadier General Alfred Flowers Jr., call sign Deuce, or 22. Deuce, we're glad to have you on on the line. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. What a pleasure to uh, to be here. I enjoy the opportunity just to learn from you all. This is, is as much as I could share some just some dialogue of this inspiration. It's just an honor uh, that you've adopted the uh, the court chief reading list to kind of share the goodness with others. With that being said, you know any anything is fair game, and just kind of give a. Uh, we could talk about the day in the life or things that are on the core chief reading list. Like it to be light and, and free flowing, and just a chance to share with the family and other listeners just a glimpse of, you know, what's on my mind, but also uh, hopefully drive some further discussion. The folks that just take some time to think about what we discuss and how it's impactful or meaningful to them. Okay, sir. I'll, I'll start with a question. So, in the beginning of every episode, when we introduce ourselves, we like to give a little bit of information, a little personal information about ourselves. So, in the beginning of this episode, we talked about our holiday shopping habits. Uh, so, how about you, sir? Where do you fall on the fence? Are you and are you getting it all done super early? Are you waiting to the last minute? Or are you somewhere in between? I am probably somewhere in between this year. You know, I'm 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 a blue by nature on the spectrum. Probably a, you know, everybody, you know, talk about if you're an extrovert or introvert. I'm probably like an extroverted introvert, if there's such a thing. Like, I, I love people, but also you, you need some quiet time uh, to get out and just kind of reflect. So, actually, my quiet time, I like getting out and just, you know, hitting Costco. That's like my thing is, as corny as it is, you know, I, I, I'll eat up all of the samples. Right? I'm, I'm getting every damn one of the samples. I go down the aisles. I can tell you, you know, if there's a new product in the aisles at Costco, you know, then I probably hit Nordstrom Rack uh, in the midst of doing that. But in the midst of this, I think I've, I've done pretty well this year in terms of getting out for my family and loved ones and, um, and, and planning ahead. So a few more things to get, but more so I think as my kids have gotten older, more so value experiences versus giving them, you know, 
trying to find the best trinket or treasure out there, whether it be Etsy or Costco, whatever. So they're getting a little bit older as young adults, and, uh, and I value time away with them. So with that being said, probably going to get out to New York for a couple of days, visit my best friend and my godson up there, and make a make a memory doing that way. So I think I'm pretty much set right now. So we'll we'll see if the spirit moves me. If I walk in the store and something's calling my name, I might, my mom would always say, hey, I bought this on sale. It was calling my name. And my dad would say, stop listening to the voices. So I, I hope I'm not in that spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that is great stuff. Thank you, sir, for sharing that. I appreciate it. Those words about experiences over things really resonates with me. I feel like I'm fighting a, a one-man war in my family for, let's go out and, and do something. Let's have an experience. Let's create a memory the Play-Doh mold set thing that oh they'll get tired of in 30 minutes, you know, really isn't yeah. as, as meaningful in the end of the at the end of the day. Yep. There's so many cool ideas, even how to how to make something, right? Or as we're talking about the books, as we we're talking earlier about meaningful, thoughtful gifts, whether it be photography. I was at an exam this morning and the young technician was you know talking about photography as corny as it sounds I, I wouldn't mind getting into like knitting or crochet or something that kind of you know uh think a little bit practice some of your fine motor skills you got that escape or that void from life or i think just the spirit of like the, the reading list will implore you get you insights to do something differently i think with our daily life habits as well if we need to practice that, is you if you'll find for some of the longest livers in life, whether it be the folks that you know, like our World War II, our Greatest Generation, or folks that are in their their hundreds, and they always get that age-old questions: What did you do to live this long? Or uh, X, Y, and Z. I think, and they'll probably some will will attribute it to their their habits, their healthiness. But I think you always got to keep your mind sharp, however how old you are. So I think, with that being said. As we're shopping for the holidays, this MSC Core Chief reading list will give this, them an opportunity to do some shopping in other venues of their life. You know, keep that shopping cart full with this reading list. And I really like that you all are giving folks an avenue through your podcast to keep their mental shopping cart full so they will be fulfilled. Yeah, sir. That's all. That's great stuff. And we really appreciate the insights. And to go back on to what you were saying in terms of things that you'd like to do and things that you're inspired by, what was it that inspired you to publish the reading list? No, I, I think from a very young age, I saw just saw the strength through education and the love of learning. I saw that from my immediate surroundings, especially my father. Many, as, as you know, Major General Al Flower Sr. is our longest serving airman and he's the longest serving African-American in the history of the Department of Defense with 47 years. Actually, he has a book out, too. You can get it out on Amazon. But, you know, being a youthful product of, of sharecroppers from North Carolina, so that was a way out for both of my parents was through the military, especially I saw that through my father through the pursuits of education. And I can remember, actually, I don't know if you all know, gentlemen, but he actually applied to become a Medical Service Corps officer three times It was denied. And the running joke in the family was he wasn't good enough to cut it. Uh, oh, wow. Least, you know, at least, one of, well, at least one of us was. So, But then at one point he was working on his doctorate, his Ph.D. He got commissioned with 13 years of enlisted services, and E7 got a commission through OTS. And the journey started after that one. But leading up to getting that commission in the pursuits, I can remember as a young child where he was literally, I was in this, 
Child Development Center. My mom, she was a, a 2T2, an aerotransport person, active duty, and my father was mopping floors in the CDC to get enough money to go to doctor or his master's degree at the time. So I remember, you know, in the classroom as my dad is mopping floors and cleaning toilets to get enough money to go get an education because he knew that's what it took to get a commission and do some different things in his life. So it was always impressed upon me the value education. If you think back at some of the folks, some of the smartest, most impactful people, the folks that have really made a difference, the, the teachers, the mentors, and the like, probably bookended with education I and mean, what they taught you and you know, the tenets of learning. So that's something I've always valued and was impressed upon me at an early age. And the importance of just learning every day and to growing every day, whether it's something formally reading and sitting down and reading a book at, the, at night or, you know, 10 minutes of a podcast, you got to do something. As we talked about early, as I share with you, that analogy of our mental shopping cart, our mental shopping list. So we always get good book recommendations, podcasts, or something that make you think, and even a simple Google search. Right, that inquisitiveness about you're, you're still learning something. Hey, let me, oh, I've heard this, let me look it up. You're still growing, you're, you're still learning, you're, you're still thriving. Most importantly for me, the way that I don't forget a first name, I don't forget birthdays, but for me, it's the impactful way of that my mental shopping list is through stories and that connectedness. And I love whenever I have a chance to talk, it's through storytelling. I can't remember, you know, who's the speaker was, what's the occasion, but I always remember a good story or try to make a connectedness to a story. I was talking with my exec major, Golly. We were doing the HSA graduation, and then the team does an amazing job. The core office will give me facts, numbers, data, and honestly, a lot of my stories and a lot of my speeches, like we're at HSA, and then I took out the place card, and I just started talking about people I met in the room or just accounts or observations, I just got up and I just gave my HSA graduation speech, uh, you know, uh, and he shakes my head, he's like, I don't know how you do it, and it would drive me nuts, but that's just the way that I do it. One of our recent graduations was in one of our young graduates, I met her and her family was so proud, she's from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it was probably one of the few families where we had the great-grandparents, the grandparents, had the sister, the mother there, and I was talking to just a proud family, which I didn't know. Literally, I thought the great-grandmother was the mother. And we just start talking. She begins, we're talking about food and life. Hey, what, what do you enjoy cooking? And her husband says, hey, well, I'm the cook of the family because she, she immigrated from Turkey. And, and you would never, never would have known. She was just smiling. So we go on through the graduation. And in the graduation, they had the seating chart. And they had on there, it had Brigadier General Flowers on there, and she said, is your name Brigadier General, or are you Lieutenant? She's like, is that like a lieutenant? And then the whole family just like cringe. And I was like, no. I said, I'm, I'm here just <laughs> like you, just to recognize your granddaughter, right? And then I came back at the end, and then we were making a joke of that, so I gave her my coin, my personal coin. It says Brigadier General Alfred Flowers. And I said, hey, here's so you can remember my name. We're making a joke on it, and just remember the time that you celebrated <laughs> Your daughter joined the Medical Service Corps. And uh, I was like, here's my business card as well. And I said, and she was like, I think she was like in her 90s. Like, I would love to hear an email from you or just a quick note to let me know how you're doing, how life is in Charleston. She's like, I would love for you to come down and visit me in my home. I said, if I'm down there, sure enough. So probably about two weeks later, I get a package on my desk. 
It is an open it up. It's from her. It's their community cookbook. And she circled a recipe. She's like, I'd be proud to share my favorite recipes with you to cook. And I shot her a note. And, we, and we're now we're like emailing each other, one of our former graduates. So I tell that just the connecting this, just the storytelling. She made such a favorable impression on me. We develop a relationship. So I hope through stories, through connectedness, through books, and through your podcast, Folks can sit around with their mental shopping list and have that same sense of storytelling and, and connectedness as well. So you all are just providing a medium, a conduit, uh, and an avenue to do that. And I just can't thank you enough. Folks will continue to be lifelong learners, or this will help them start their journey as they sit around and they have chats with others as medical service corps officers, but I think just folks in general and life. So I can't thank you enough for sharing the gift of connectedness and storytelling. With that being said, I got a thought for you. What made you want to focus or open up my book list to make podcasts out of them? Captain Raby here, so I'll take that one. Uh, first, I do want to say those stories are very inspiring. Thank you for sharing those with us. This, yeah, this podcast owes its origin to your, uh, your book list. And I, I'll say that for me personally, I am not a big reader. I'm more of a math guy. But uh, Chris and Greg are avid readers, and we've been lifelong friends now. I say lifelong, like MSC lifelong, uh, since we met all in Lake and Heath a few years back. And they wanted to get together and read your list. And they obviously asked me as well. And I was like, you know what? I really want to get into reading a bit more because I'm not great at it. And so we jumped on one Zoom call and we started talking about the first book that we had read. I had just maybe started getting into listening to podcasts about six months prior to that. And I was like, hey, this is like fun. Like, I'm sure other people, we have a lot of friends that might want to jump on this or at least hear what we have to say. We're talking actually good information, good leadership qualities and directions, but we're also bantering a little bit, making it fun, lighthearted. I'm sure other people might be interested in hearing this, at least some of our close friends, maybe. And so I was like, why don't we start a podcast? How hard could that be? We're, we, we're not sure. I mean, maybe it's a, a midlife crisis thing, either buy a hot rod or start a podcast. So we decided to go at least the podcast route this time. And I will give credit to my wife. It was her idea for the name seat 41A. So shout out to Jessica Gamboa for that big input to the title of our podcast. But it was through that medium of talking it out and then sharing it and then seeing the feedback they were getting, the number of downloads, the excitement from other folks. And then I think even recently, I just heard our latest metric, 1,179 downloads to date. That's And the two most recent ones, our deployment stories, are blowing up pretty quickly. And they're getting a lot of downloads without actually a lot of advertisement. So it's pretty awesome and pretty inspiring to see what this is doing. And so what I did want to ask you, though, through this professional reading program that you kind of started with this reading list and maybe through our podcast, how does that help a medical service corps officer as they navigate throughout their career? Thank you. I think that's a great tie. You know, what's the intrinsic investment? What's the, you know, good embassy? What's the, the ROI, the return on investment from doing that? The core of our core, play on words, is as people. We're only as good as our people and the investment of our people. So we can have the best laid plans, programs, initiatives. Those will fundamentally be successful or fail and it's through through the gaze and through the eyes of our people. So that was the inspiration. You've heard me say before, you know, being a, a student athlete and just on the tenets of commitment and teamwork and hard work, et cetera, 
you know, you, you were making, you know, a joke earlier, hey, reading is not one of your favorite things to do. We're all pressed for time, but for me, people are my pride and my passion, and it's at the center of our core. So I want that to remain as my legacy is, is number two or, or 22 or deuce, is that the value of people and mentoring people, talent management, developing those soft skills, those people skills, those traits, is really I want to be my legacy and just the value of people and uplifting people and, and taking them to the next level. So that that was the inspiration of, of doing that. You know, in some of the books and the mindfulness and the thoughtfulness, it's all talked about our leadership acumen and skills and things that we need to develop it yourself to keep that fire in your belly so you can develop others. Where it talks about leadership, business, growth as officers, just as talent management and humans, that's my professional interest. And then I've actually, you know, as we learned about growing, I've actually stepped out my comfort zone. I've read stuff about money, other podcasts, other genres to do that, right? Some of my favorites, you know, told a story recently about President Lincoln. We're talking about people, we're all faced with hard work, with trials and tribulations right now, making the hard decisions. A story that comes to mind to me, I talked about a story to tell about President Lincoln. Think about probably during his time, uh, in my humble view, probably one of the most storied, one of the most challenging presidencies, think that was going on outside his door, personally and professionally, think about that time in history. So he's sitting, you know, literally folks are bombing and shelling, storming his residence. The aide walks in with a piece of paper and says, hey, sir, I think it's time to sign this document. And president says, hey, I don't want to sign this document right now because I haven't made up my mind. When I sign it, this is something that's going to be eternal and last in history. If my signature looks sloppy or any hint that it may not be going well, folks are going to question me, the legitimacy of this document, and then did I, uh, was I committed to this document, what it meant every sense of the word. He says, okay, got it. So he comes back to eight early morning, gives the president a sheet of paper, this document. The president takes out his signatory pen or the pen that he signs with all this document, probably a fountain-based pen based at that time in history. And then boldly he signs on there, Abraham Lincoln. So Chris, Minaj, and Greg, did you know that document was the Emancipation Proclamation that the president signed uh, during that time? So with that being said, we learn from stories, we learn from history. Everything that you're sharing, you're going to give folks the strength and the confidence to be the best version of themselves. That's you are you, that's your superhero. So how can we make you know, Medical Service Corps, Team uh, DC Comics, or Team Marvel. So we're all superheroes, and we get the best at every turn, or literally around the world. He said over 1,100 listeners and viewers. So how can we do that, expand that around the world, is what I'm trying to do. Another book, Adam Grant, Think Again. You know, this is a story about the British cycling team, where they brought in David Bowsford. The British cycle team at that point had been a losing proposition and not storied at all failed on the scene with Tour de France wins or with Olympic gold medals. David Brasford comes in. Talk about the aggression of marginal gains, about working together. 1% gains every day is the genesis of that story. So David Brasford, he, you know, changed from wearing the uh, the summer biking shorts to the winter, you know, greasing the tires that last longer, changing the seat, changing the handles, changing the gears. So just a 1% tweak. That tool, that instrument, that bike 
came into a, you know, a winning proposition at the end. Think of our MSCs, if they make 1% gains, how as a people, as we value our people, they're going to make everything and everyone around them better. So with David Brasford, through his understanding of that, of the 1% marginal gains, they, they started winning Tour de France, they started winning Olympic gold medals. So we take that same methodology, those 1% gains are making everything better, whether it be a simple process or initiative, how we treat people, how we devalue our diverse core, our diverse force, we're going to get better uh, just simply by, uh, by design. So that was the intent of the professional reading list, that everybody through 1%, 5%, 10%, they're going to get better every day because we're so valued and relied upon as medical service corps officers as being that Swiss Army knife. That was truly the intent and the design is I love people. I love my core to death. I'll say that again. I love my core to death. The one thing that keeps me up at night is I fail any member of our core. You're not prepared when I need you or your nation needs you the most. You don't have those skills, those tools, or resources to absolutely knock it out the park, succeed. That's what keeps me up at night. And I can't thank you all enough for this inspirational podcast, folks, give folks a medium so everyone can be a David Browsford wherever they are in the world. Question for you, what benefit have you found in, in working through the reading list, uh, whether together or what feedback you said you hear some comments, whether it be Facebook or comments or the like? So uh, I know, Minaj, you took a crack at the last one. So uh, Chris or Greg, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think we're just... Speaking personally, first, one of the things that I find that's beneficial with, you know, the commitment or committing to a list like this or reading through a list like this, like we did as a group at the beginning of the year was you don't necessarily or I wouldn't necessarily pick some of the books that you did either because I didn't know about them or, you know, I think we have a inclination to kind of stay in lanes or with topics that are familiar to us. and maybe we're resistant to breaking out of that thinking or looking at different perspectives on issues. And so committing to, okay, we're going to read every one of these books on this list. Some of them I'd seen before or read before or familiar with the the authors, but others were completely different and actually were some of the ones that were the most impactful to me. Uh, I think the book that I got the most out of over the whole thing was the act like a leader, think like a leader, which Chris is the one who really wanted to jump in and read that one because he was intrigued by the title. And I don't think I would have ever picked that one on my own, but that's the one that the information and the thoughts that the reading that book generated were the ones that got to me the most. And then as far as feedback is concerned, we've really got feedback coming from two separate groups, which is which is pretty interesting. We haven't done a ton of analysis on this, but we have some junior individuals in our career field that have been really enthusiastic about giving feedback. And I think part of that is because we're communicating on a medium that a lot of younger individuals are eager to participate in, uh, you know, a lot of podcast listening. And then also from senior individuals in the career field who've heard either directly from you or from other individuals within their network about this podcast and 
they're interested because it's kind of an insight into what you know CGOs or majors or junior folks are are talking about or what they're interested in. And that was really surprising to me hearing that feedback. And I guess I wasn't aware of it, but I can understand how, especially as a senior leader, you know, people kind of communicate with you in a certain way. And you may feel like you're not hearing the full story or you're maybe not getting the, you know, the unfiltered opinion of people. And, and maybe this podcast is providing a little bit of that. And so that was, that's an unexpected benefit that I think we got out of it. And the folks that are really active in the Facebook community within our MSC page, like Nate Shear and Irene Hernandez, they have been really proactive in communicating with us and getting actually getting the message out on our behalf, which is really pretty cool to see. Yeah, and I'm glad that we've got so many influencers out there. As you mentioned, uh, Nate and Irene, you know, whether it be Facebook or other goodness that are out there. So we've got folks literally around the four corners of the world. You know, that was a joke because we had that the, the whole argument is the world round or flat. We've got folks all around the world that are making a difference. You mentioned Facebook, Instagram, and also, uh, just for folks, if you all, if you guys weren't aware, Greg, Chris, and Minaj, we also just recently created our an Air Force uh, MSC LinkedIn page. So literally typed in uh, Air Force uh, Medical Service Corps. So we're also trying to add that as another medium out there um, as well. So uh, give us give us a plug or shout on your podcast for that as well. So Air Force Medical Service Corps. So you can follow us on there as well. We're even to extend the connectedness with folks within the Corps, the Air Force Medical Service, but folks that are just part of society. So we've actually received input from civilians out there. Hey, I saw your LinkedIn page. Tell me more. I'm interested in pursuing this thing you call the Medical Service Corps and the profession of arms. So I think how we all continue to learn and grow. I think that's the task at hand. And I use the word reading list. I think it's more so of a learning list. You know, with that being said, you know, how are we going to keep folks accountable as partners um, and just formalizing that, that discussion, uh, just a simple thought, a water cool conversation. Hey, what do you think about this? I, I do that quite often or folks approach me and we just get to this, you know, sharing some of our seminal thoughts and learning about each other and holding each other accountable. You share, hey, I'm not really not a fan of uh, reading, but it could, you could be an informal influencer or learn informally just being part of a discussion group. You know, if something inspires you, you know, one of the topics or the categories of the genre is not really your thing, it gives you a chance to explore something differently and to kind of uh, stretch your bounds and get out of your, your comfort zone, I think, is what we're, we're trying to do. With that being said, out of your comfort zone, I'm not going to ask all of you. Just think about which hand you wear your wristwatch on predominantly. So I've got a $400 Apple Watch I wear on my left hand, my left wrist, excuse me, because uh, I'm comfortable with that, right? Keeps time. I can check my bank statements. I get texts. I get map directions, and I wear it at the, the orientation I wear at the top of my wrist. But I know if it's a long day, press for time, someone's in the office, I value the time. I may turn it where it's at the bottom of my wrist, that way I can suddenly glaze, gaze and look down and see what the time is, but also being focused on them. So with that being said, gentlemen, whatever wrist that you wear it on, 
when is a time in your life or an opportunity you've ever switched it for me? I wore it on my left hand and I put it on my watch in my right hand, right? So, and, and I share that in terms of doing something differently, something that you're comfortable with, right? That $400 Apple Watch is still going to keep amazing time, same data information, my pulse, all that. But it's a little bit uncomfortable, unusual, wearing on my right wrist instead of my left wrist. So I think that being said, learning, investing in other mediums, something that's not really your cup of tea, being holding each other accountable, I think that's what we're asking. Again, that's a medium. and I couldn't thank you all enough for this podcast for doing that. I would just say if it's hard, just, you know, don't go full bore. Start in maybe 10 minutes a day, one chapter you know, your podcast, or I tried to, my routine at night, I'll look at Apple News and I'll try to read something for at least 30 minutes a night or, or read a podcast during the day. I've challenged myself. Colonel uh, Steve Miggs, who's uh, one of our, our core chiefs as well, he shared, we had a chance to go down to San Antonio and he shared a pretty impactful uh, book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. So I'll say that again, it's on Amazon. Uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. So the tenets of that one is we are valuable and we bring different perspectives and challenges and we learn from each other as we, we reflect. Through the, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, we've learned about asking for help uh, is, a, is a strength, it's not a weakness. Tell people what they mean to you uh, in a way that we can all, you know, we're, as embassies, we're in the business of people in. People are a passion, so a way that they can understand. We need to work together. As I talked about, my tenets, what I learned as a, a student athlete growing up, and those same pearls I use now as, as a senior leader from my from my basketball days. I've got my high school basketball on the shelf in my office, and I talk about teamwork and working together. And sometimes cake is the answer. Uh, you, I'm not going to explain that much. You have to read the book to find out why I said sometimes cake is the answer. Hopefully you'll get feedback from uh, <laughs> Facebook or you use that as a talking point when you uh, adopt that on your podcast. But in the end, you know, find books that you enjoy. Right? This is just my suggestion for the for the learning. Maybe there's others, uh, other books that you prefer. I talked about sports. Maybe it be history or science. Uh, what brings a joy, what brings a sparkle to your eye. So I think that's the, the ask. And there's so many different mediums, whether it be podcasts, audiobooks, journals, articles, infinite resources to learn, but what's on your shopping cart, right? Some folks enjoy Trader Joe's, some folks enjoy Wegmans, some enjoy Whole Foods. I'm a simple guy. I'm probably an Aldi, a Lidl, a, a DECA type of guy. So what's on your learning list, your mental shopping cart? But the point is just to do something to make yourself better, to make others around you better uh, inevitably. So I kind of talked a little bit about that. Would anything that drives further food for thought from you all and anything I may have said on that? Hey, sir. So uh, Captain Rima here again. I, I will step out of my comfort zone for a second. And I've been told to just at least mention that uh, my name is actually pronounced Manoj. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you, Manoj. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you corrected me. What's what is the origins of Manoj? As we talked oh, about being boy. an active learner. Oh, fair enough. So uh, it's it's in uh, Indian of nature. 
I will blame my mom for naming me what my name, but she did give me an American middle name, Thomas. So that's what I use as my Starbucks orders. So I don't hear it <laughs> butchered over the intercom or anything. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed by this at a younger age, but I am told that it means pleasing to the eyes. So I'm guessing that's what my mom thought when she saw me when I first was born. So I'll take it. Wow. That's awesome. Pleasing to the eyes. That's very, that's a very cool story. I wish, you know, first name Alfred, you think of like an old, old guy. When you think of Alfred, I wish he was like <laughs> Denzel Washington or Idris Elba or something like that. But no, I, I, I'm digging Minoj, man. Um, so, so are, are you the first in your family to serve in the armed forces? Yes, sir. Yes. No one in my family anywhere near or far has ever done anything that I'm doing right now. And I decided to take this leap and jump into the military. My mom was a little afraid. My dad was like, what are you thinking? But they both accepted it in the end. And I'm sure they're proud of me right now. And my brother probably won't be following in my footsteps. I think he's got his own thing going on. But it's it's been an interesting ride. And I've definitely had some ups and downs, lots of learning moments, but it's it's nothing I would ever change. What generation are you? First generation. They, what, a, what an amazing story. Your parents, we talk about literally America's sons and daughters. Who are, they're having great faith and confidence and uh, letting you serve. They, they probably could have, you know, steered you or encouraged you going in different directions. But I, I'm, I'm sure they're proud of their choice and you did it together and, and going back and telling that story, right, so, so for others first, second, third generation, I, I can't thank you enough. And then just, you know, our armed forces, just uh, what makes us amazing is our people. This a tapestry of all walks of life, a microcosm of society. So thank you for being a proud Indian American first generation and, and in all your contributions not to the force, to, to our great nation. So thank you for telling your story. And, you know, that's the point, right? is we're talking about storytelling, about active learning, um, and, and, and you took great risks, and then we've, we were able to, in my era, make it a positive and actually tell your story for other listeners to hear from as well. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right. I want to jump in with a couple of lightning round questions, if I can, since we're coming near to the end of our time. Man, what are you it's, reading? Like, it's like, a, like speed dating, like who gets the, who gets the rose, right? Um, <laughs> what are you reading right now? So right now, a couple of things that I want to throw out to, to share with you, and there'll be more to follow on the 23 learning list. So one I'd like to offer is the, the Heart-Led Leader by Tommy Spaulding. It's a collection of two things I love. It's stories and, and servant leadership. And for us, it is one of the key takeaways for me is you know the dichotomy of being a servant leader or a self-serving leader. Mm-hmm. Leaders make decisions that reflect their values. And I hope that we all choose and advise wisely. I've also been known to say or to share three things in life. That is the chances and your choices uh, to make a change. So I'll say that again, the three C's in life, the chances and the choices to make a change. So this is about choosing wisely. I mean, hopefully it gives you some inspiration, some courage to do that. Analytics is important. Data is important, but leading requires a connection from the head to the heart, right? So trust your gut. We're all making uh, calculations every day, even when we're driving, right? What's enough gas? Me as a basketball player, hey, what is the right speed, the right tempo? Uh, okay, when well, I'm at the free throw line, I've got to bend my knees. I've got to have my elbow up. I've got to 
pop my wrist. I have to have the right arch. So when we're making those mental calculations or analytics. With anything in life, you're making always making routine calculations or analytics. Trust your gut, right? If, if you feel something in your gut, it's probably not gas. It's there for a reason. So, so trust your gut. Love the people around you, and they will help you successfully lead us through transformation and change. We also talk about doing something a little bit differently, and this is something that a book that was suggested to me is The uh, Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And leaders, MSCs, were, were masters of managing money, people, resources by the sheer nature of my job, director of manpower, personal resources. I, I said I'm the director of people and stuff. So the understanding of wealth, the intrinsic wealth or the money or manpower, but also the correlation between one's world and the world is critical. It's a great book to reflect on personal and I know corporate finances by learning to account for all these things that are mostly ignored. On a recent visit down at Keesler, I met one of our MSCs that I'm, I'm going to have to go back. I'm not going to throw his name out there, but he's he is a proponent. His love, his thing is personal finance. So I'm going to encourage him to create some type of form or medium to teach other MSCs about personal finance. You know, we talked about my dad as my inspiration. He actually received it from a friend and passed it on to me when I came in. I was a second lieutenant. I started a um, money market account or savings bond. I think I started off with like, you know, we're all poor lieutenants. I think it was like $50 a week. And the story is from this young, uh, this other senior leader through my dad, $50 a week or whatever, and now he retired as a colonel, he used that to make the down payment on his, on his house, right? For me, that could be, uh, you know, a couple times, you know, a month of Papa John's or whatever, or a brand new pair of Nikes or a video game. But at the end, what's the intrinsic value of money and the psychology of money? And we got to do what's reasonable and rational when it comes to money. And, and wealth is something that we don't see in how to plan ahead. Those are some good recommendations, I think, that'll keep our brains warm through the winter. I want to ask <laughs> a couple more questions. Next one yeah. is, do you have a New Year's resolution percolating for kicking off the new year, something uh, to grow on? Yeah, for me, I think what's important to me is not something riveting or make a goal that I'm going to regret or one that I can't maintain a good course of action after three months and I go so for me, I think it boils down to two things when I'm looking and making it my goal is, one, I want to make it better. What am I trying to make it better? I think it's myself. And two, I want to keep it simple. So in the vein of making it better and keep it simple, I need to invest. I've got to do better at my pace, you know, working very hard. For me, I think, it, you know, turning 51 on the 24th of December, so, you know, I don't bounce back as much as I as I'm, as I'm looking at my calendar, all the appointments I'm going to lately, whether it be my podiatry or this thing I got or audiology. So I, I got to do a little bit better on balance, right? So with that being said, to the listeners on there, realize if you're like your car is you're literally. Uh, I woke up yesterday, had a had a screw in my tire, had a flat tire. So I was like, crap, but during the business of the day, I had to go to two different dealers and uh, get my tire fixed, get a rental to go back to the end of the day. But, you know, we're talking about life learning and lessons. 
I learned to say, hey, Al, it's, whatever you got in your calendar, it's not that big of a deal. It could be rescheduled. As I'm sitting down, driving from one collar deal to the next, I got a cup of coffee. I put on some, I think it was some coffee house music. It kind of listened and it had made that time to think. With that being said is if your check engine or service is due, for me service was due because I had a flat tire, don't ignore those symptoms. Recognize that or if someone tells you your check engine light is your service due, light is on. So for me, I realized for the new year, my check engine light service is due. I need to make even more time to think, be a little bit more consistent on working out. For me being, I told you, a, a former Division One basketball player, when I was at the peak of performance, there's a great correlation between mental health and physical health. So I think for me, being more consistent in my physical health would make me that much more sharper in my mental health on, on leading the cores or the things that expected on me as a senior leader. So that's my resolution. Wake up a little bit earlier to ride the bike or go for walks or be a little bit more consistent on things I need to do. Maybe it's a, a meatless Monday more of a plant-based diet, you know, or, you know, what are the, some of the things, some other personal goals that I have for the new year to follow through those personal goals. So pick one or two goals that are achievable, that are simple, and that's what I ask everybody to do in this new year. So don't do something that's unachievable, something that you got to put a little bit of work and a little bit of effort on there to make it simple, to, to make it better. That could be you or others or things around you. All right, sir. We got another one. We're going to put you on the spot a little bit here. So favorite, unfortunately, we don't have 22 episodes, so you can't say two, two, but favorite episode of the podcast so far. Wow. You're putting me, you know, to be, to be honest, <laughs> I love, no, I, it's not a political answer. The first thing that came to mind is all of them because I've listened to all of them. You know, there's something that started off that was a little bit of a hobby shop. You didn't know, but honestly, Sincerely, every episode has gotten better. So you all have grown. You've mastered your craft. I love all of I love how you've grown. You've taken great risks. And, and they're all, all amazing. They really are. So there's not, it's like picking your favorite child. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But no, no political answer, no uh, made-up answer. I love them all. And I, and I appreciate this. Is, you're not getting paid to do this. is out of a love and a passion. Well, thank you, Deuce. We appreciate that. I, I thought for sure maybe you would say, since we don't have 22 episodes, maybe you would say two to go with the theme of Deuce as your call sign. Uh, so we do yeah. appreciate you, though, taking the time to listen to to the episodes and really and, and to come on the show. Uh, it's really been fantastic to have you here and to talk with us and share a lot of those stories with us. So thank you for for doing that. Awesome. Awesome. No worries. No worries. So I think for my parting shot, Again, I want to, one, I want to start with the three of you. So just, just being, just taking great risk and great courage and, and being uncomfortable and doing something. And you've made something that uncomfortable, uncomfortableness, something that was, could have been doomsday, something that could have been your nemesis. You made it into your genesis. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for continuing us to provide a forum for literally folks around the world to grow and to get better. And, and I can't thank you enough. You could have stopped after the first episode or second episode, say, hey, this is not working. But you are leaning into happiness and making us all better by doing that. So I can't thank you enough for, for doing that. And it's just my honor and a pleasure 
that you have made the initial springboard platform off the reading list. Actually, through my travels, I've actually, as we're talking through the course of a visit, I've actually received recommendations for others. I've pointed them to your podcast. I've been asked to be a presenter of, of two other podcasts. I think a third that's out there as well through LinkedIn. I remember our, our core page is Air Force Medical Service Corps and our LinkedIn page. So I thank you. I think this has really been a, a springboard for so many great things. And again, I am so honored and proud as uh, Brigadier General Alfred K. Flowers, Deuce or 22, are, of being your core chief. You know, just as a, a lifelong learner, and I'm glad that this forum is, is just a way to do that. So I can't thank you enough for doing that. Sir, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate being on the show and just a lot of great wisdom that we just learned from you. And it, it's just going to inspire us to keep going. Thank you so much. And for our listeners out there, look out for that 2023 learning list for this upcoming year. We're excited to get that released and start giving out more episodes based on that. And sir, just for you as well, we got some merch coming too. So we'll try to get some of that your way as well. Awesome. Make sure it's under $10. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy holiday to you and yours. Thank you, sir. You as well. Thanks a lot, sir. Appreciate the time. All right. See you at Costco if you're here in Virginia. From all of us here to all of you there, have a great evening. C41A is an independent company and produced by C41A Media. Digital media support and creative director, Minoj Rima. Marketing and IT, Christopher Foote. And director and outreach, Greg Taylor.